Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,597. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest calling in from Arizona, Craig Jackson. Craig Jackson is the chairman, of course, and CEO of Barrett Jackson Auction Company. Over decades, he has earned the reputation as one of the world's most respected automotive collectors and restoration experts. In addition to the numerous Barrett Jackson auctions that take place across the country, Craig is an avid automotive collector and, of course, a big enthusiast. This past January, Barrett Jackson celebrated their most successful auctions ever in Scottsdale, Arizona, an event I've been to many, many times during their annual event. Craig and his team will be celebrating Barrett Jackson's 50th anniversary in 2021, which no doubt will be another banner year for their company and, of course, their customers. And by the way, for those of you who missed our talk with uh, with Craig on the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast, the one I do with Keith Martin, you can find that show on the Cars Yow website. We'll be back in just a moment to talk with Craig, but first a word from our valued sponsors that make the show possible. So stay in your seat, keep your bitter card in hand, because we're going to have some fun. Sit tight. The most damaging thing to your vehicle's interior isn't that drink your kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harsh UV rays damage your interior over time. They crack your dash. They fade the colors inside your car. And the heat makes getting into your favorite ride downright unbearable. My friends at Covercraft have the perfect solution for you. Their sunscreens are easy to use. They take seconds to install. And they protect your vehicle while parked in the harsh sun. They fold up easily and store away for those times you don't want to use your car cover. I have one for every one of my vehicles, and you should too. They come in a variety of colors and options, feature an accordion design that makes unfolding and folding them up a breeze. Want to give a gift that keeps on giving? Buy a sunscreen for your family members and your friends. They're custom made and fit almost any vehicle. Check out Covercraft.com for a huge number of styles, colors, and options that you're sure to love. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH120, that's Y-E-A-H-120 at Covercraft.com, you get 10% off your Covercraft order. Go to Covercraft.com and use the code YEAH120 at checkout, and you've got a deal. That's Covercraft.com. Use the code YEAH120 at checkout. Covercraft, they've got you covered. Get your sunscreen today. You'll thank me for it later. Kevin Buckler is a winning racer and team owner of the Racers Group. He has over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans. Kevin realized the racing world is about the people and founded Adobe Road Winery. He and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own with a racing twist. Just like in racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, superb taste, all blended together with a whole lot of fun. There are four carefully crafted blends with race-inspired names. Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. When you purchase all four, you get the entire lineup in a beautifully designed gift box. 
There's a printed description of the blends inside the box lid, and every bottle is parked in a protective die-cut placeholder. The bottles feature three-dimensional labels, and I promise you'll want to keep them after enjoying these delicious wines. The box is so cool, you'll want to keep it too. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiasts in your life, and I have a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word, all caps, at checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wine from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off on your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYEAH today to get your deal. Cheers! The 4th Annual Saratoga Motor Car Auction will take place on Friday, September 18th and Saturday, September 19th. It will be held at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center in the beautiful Saratoga Spa State Park, located in upstate New York. Presented by the Saratoga Automobile Museum, a not-for-profit institution, this live event continues to be the premier collector car auction for the Northeastern United States. Proceeds from the auctions help support the museum's educational programs and exhibits that engage, educate, and inspire the automotive community. To consign your vehicle, view current inventory, and register to bid, visit SaratogaMotorCarAuctions.org. There you can learn how finance partner J.J. Best Bank and insurer partner Haggerty can help put you in your dream vehicle. That's SaratogaMotorCarAuctions.org. Hey, Craig, welcome to Cars Yeah! Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Sure, always. Always, yes, you are, that's for sure. You know, before we jump into the questions here, I want to ask you something. What's one thing that you think most people don't know about you, Craig? I think, well, two things. Uh, people that just watch us on TV think I'm an auctioneer. I'm not an auctioneer. I hire auctioneers. I grew up in the shop restoring cars for my dad, Tom Barrett, Don Williams, to name a few. And I grew up around classic cars primarily, but I have a pretty broad background in restoring cars of all different genres. So I'm a car guy. I am not an auctioneer. Oh, very cool. Well, I think a lot of people will probably be surprised by that. I mean, we always see your smiling face up there, but when you stop and think about it, you're not the guy, as I say, doing the ziggity-ziggity talk, which I don't know how those guys do that. I, I, I could never keep up. I hire the best to do that. That's not me. I just uh, help curate the cars with Steve Davis, but I add my color when I think uh, people are missing the boat, and uh, that's that's my job, and that coordinating everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've been doing this for so long. Well, let's let's start with a success quote or a mantra, uh, some kind of saying that has meaning for you. Maybe it's a quote or a saying that you guys uh, regularly talk about there at Barrett Jackson. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning across the block here. So, Craig, grab the wheel. You know, basically, our mantra here is we want to treat our customers the way we would want to be treated, mm -hmm. with honesty and transparency and you know, in the used car world, that's not stuff that's easily found. Right. You know, I grew up in this industry and, you know, our mantra is, and my personal one is, I live it. And that is, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I believe that quote, because, 
you know, I've had people offer to buy the company. I go, great. What am I going to do? I'm going to play with cars after I retire. I'm already doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I had a good friend who was a race car driver. I don't know if you ever knew Bruce Levin. He was a vintage race car driver. He was very successful in business and uh, in waste management. And he also had a couple car dealerships, which he said, I was not good at that. It was a good way to take a big chunk of my money and make it small. So he went back to waste management. But one day I was having lunch with him and somebody wanted to buy one of his businesses. And the guy, I guess, offered him, I don't know, it was $50 million, let's say. And he goes, well, I've already got that. What else you got to offer me? Because I kind of like that business. I like doing that business. So yeah, if you love what you do, there you go. You figured out the secret sauce to life. Well, let's talk about your business some more because most people know of you as the guy on TV with Barrett Jackson Auctions. You guys have been all over the country selling cars. It's such a fun event. I've been to many of your events in Scottsdale and it's it's just electric. So what you guys do is is really, really great. But I want to first touch on how this pandemic has touched you because definitely oh my gosh you know we got on the phone here and had a little pre-show chat and Craig said yeah just trying to keep up with this crazy new world so what kind of changes have you made this year what's coming up because this show is going to be up in the middle of July so we still have another half of 2020 seems like we've already done enough of 2020 so what do you have planned and how has this affected you and and how are you working around it well thank god we already had a digital footprint you know we've Early on, we were early adopters of the Internet. We've always had Internet bidding at the auction since 95. So we've done some online-only auctions, and we'd actually thought about, you know, setting the lectern up and calling them live. But the software works pretty well, and we actually got some great prices out of the first time-based auction. Mm-hmm. I think the, the best thing is that we've already had the infrastructure in place to help vet the cars with our experts and our team of automotive people here in the company, but also our outside experts. And we've done that. All we're waiting is to get back to live as to what the rules are. And we're talking to all the different uh, places we hold auctions and waiting for them to give us the rules so we can get back to live in a safe manner. But we're doing all online currently and uh, you know the the next one's in uh, in July, and then uh, hopefully we are going back to live in Vegas. We moved Palm Beach into October. Mm-hmm. Vegas is in September, as it always was scheduled. And uh, keep your fingers crossed. Uh, hopefully, this thing dies down. Who knows? You know, this has probably been the biggest year of my life. Of every day, you wake up and they change the rules. Oh gosh, yes. And you know. Arizona, two months ago when we decided when Connecticut was a hot spot, it probably wasn't a good idea to do Connecticut. Now it's one of the only green states. If we would have trudged ahead to do it, it would have been fine. But now people from Arizona aren't allowed to go to Connecticut. I know. I know. So it's it's just nuts, isn't it? They, it just changed. Arizona was one of the lowest. Now it's spiking. You know, you just it's so hard nowadays to predict the future. And it's not all in our hands. The virus is, as Dr. Fauci has said, it'll be on its own timetable, no matter what we want. And I'm at the mercy of what other people do and what governments do. And I've never been like that. It's always been, here's the rules. Here's how we're going to execute. Here's We've had issues in the past. I mean, I we started this company and boom, we we're into the oil embargo. And yeah. then, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we went 
you you look at you know we had Black Monday in uh, the early or the late uh, what was that eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been through the dot com bubble, nine uh, eleven, the Great Recession. You name it, yeah. we adapt, we deal with it. This one is different. We've never been through a full blown pandemic, and uh, we're trying to do it to be safe and do it in a cautious manner, but somebody's got to say what the rules are, and the rules we go today are different tomorrow. That's uh, a new new game for us. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, playing darts at night with a dartboard that's getting thrown in the air like a Frisbee. Good luck. Uh, you know. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck hitting them. But we'll get through it. Well, that's all we can do, right, uh, is we have to just find ways. And uh, I think you, you hit the nail here. You were an early adapter of online. Let me ask you this, because a lot of people that go to live auctions get to walk around the car. They get to touch it, feel it, kick a tire. Maybe you don't want to do that, but you know what I mean. You get to see what you're going to bid on. You touched on this earlier. What are some ways that you put things in place to help those of us who can't, say, come to Arizona because they just locked it down, say, uh, but can still feel comfortable about bidding? You mentioned having people, appraisers, special people there that give us some confidence. And, And a lot of people bid by phone anyway. So a lot of people don't know that. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, my attorney always says, make sure you don't say we're guaranteeing the cars. What we do is well, we've hired some of the best experts. And I say experts. Everybody can say they're an expert. But let's take, uh, you know, Pontiacs. So Jim Madison, who has Pontiac Historical Services, who has all the build sheets, he vets the Pontiac. Mm. We have Dave Weiss, who's written multiple books on Mopars, vet the Mopars. So we do it virtually all the time, ahead of time, with our portal where they all get into, and then they we ask the customer for additional photos. And by doing this, having the experts plus our in-house guys, we know what to ask the questions. And if we didn't have that system built, it would have been very hard to vet the cars right. for online. And once we have questions on, we've had shipped to us and we've put them up on the lift and gone through them, or we've had the experts go to them, or we've just had them supply us a ton of photos, which is nice now because when I first did this back in the late 90s, you didn't have cell phones right. with high-res cameras on them. You yeah. were trying to explain to a guy how to take a picture and how to scan it and how to <laughs> upload it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, through a 14-4 modem and oh, uh, life wasn't as easy yeah. as it is nowadays with technology. So we ask questions. Some cars, we just say, you know, this is probably a better car for a live event so people can really look at it if we can't really. uh, And we've dealt with a lot of our best consigners that have given us great cars, have a great track record, and we trust that their representations, the photos, and our looking at everything. And it doesn't mean it's all numbers matching cars. We have an expert just in resto mods because the quality of workmanship and the components vary so much. And some guys will buy a car and the guy will say it has this engine in it. Our experts will look at it and go, nope, that's not an L- an LS, this, mm-hmm. that is yeah. this motor with that intake and in- in- put on it. So we try to do the best we can to help make sure that the cars are represented as accurate as possible. And that's it. Well, it sounds great. Gives people a lot of confidence. Craig, I know halfway through this year, if you look at the vehicles that you see are selling and vehicles that are coming up, are you seeing a a change in migration in the kinds of cars that people are buying these days? We talk about millennials now. I saw the other day millennials are just starting to turn 40. That makes me feel like yes. like an ancient dinosaur. Like, what? How could that be? So are you seeing a change in the kinds of cars that you guys are, are bringing to market and in the buyers? 
And we've seen that for a few years. You know, a couple of years ago in Vegas, we sold a Toyota SR5 uh, pickup truck for $50,000. We have one in the online auction. Yeah. The last online auction, we had a Dodge uh, Daytona, and that thing set a world record at our online auction. And that is strictly a millennial car. You know, we've seen the rise of, you know, the Fox-bodied Mustangs and the 80s IROCs. And you see that generation collecting what they like, Japanese cars coming on strong, uh, Supras. And we have changed, but also resto mods. It seems like that covers multiple generations from boomers that are tired of, you know, they just want a car that runs on pump gas that then go out, just hit the key and drive to, you know, millennials like them and ex-geners like them because they're cars that they can customize the way they want and add everything to them. And, you know, our last auction, other than the charity car, it was a resto mod was the uh, Corvette was the number one seller. And the car was only $20,000 off the record we set in Scottsdale. Wow. So we were very happy with the performance of the last online auction. And I think it mirrored what we did in Scottsdale. And, you know, we sort of look at what's happening in the market and take data from lots of points and then pick what we think is where the market is going and offer it up and see if we're right. Do you see a change happening with your business with the things you've had to adjust to that you go, you know what? I'm kind of glad we're doing this now. We're going to just keep doing this. I guess one way to think of it is, will there be more just online auctions coming from Barrett-Jackson in addition to the live? Or if and when we get through this pandemic, will you go back to more of the traditional all live options? No, we were already building a whole new website, which unfortunately wasn't done in time for this. That was more of a marketplace, e-commerce, you know, no matter what, you've got to vet the cars. And for some people, it just doesn't warrant, especially in lower price cars, shipping them across the country mm-hmm. and incurring that expense. But it's how you vet the cars. And, you know, building out all those systems can work for both. And thank God we started building out a lot of those systems ahead of time so that we could all work remotely. You know, I never knew I would, uh, you know, Microsoft Teams, we're all in different locations. I'm at corporate today, but there's probably only 10 people in the building when normally there's 82 in the building, wow. 87. Yeah. So everybody's working at home, all the different teams. We're all working on teams. The consignment team does come in and go through the actual paperwork, and then the studio team comes in, but we try to stagger them so that we keep everybody socially distanced, and, you know, they're definitely spread apart in this building. And, uh, you know, that is just the way the world is today, but we've been able to adapt to it through technology and through our expertise. You know, you segued into a great concept here, and I just got off the phone before you call with my son who works for Google. Now, they're very used to working remotely. In fact, he's been told this whole year, just don't even come into the office ever again. <laughs> just work from home. We're happy with that. What's your opinion of where you see that going forward with your business? Because I've had people on the show that have said, you know what? We're finding that it's working out pretty well. In fact, maybe we don't need all the real estate we have with all the offices because we're seeing people are even more productive than they have been before, which is kind of the opposite of what some business owners thought might happen. What's your perspective on this? Certain departments work well remotely. Uh, certain managers do. If they don't, if all their uh, team members don't have that green light on at eight o'clock, she's on them. Different departments 
can work virtually graphics, you know, thank God people have high speed internet at home because we're moving a lot of files around, but certain departments pushing the titles, the paperwork, that, uh, the actual paperwork. Now we've digitized a lot of procedures for at the auction so that we can streamline and make it as contact free as possible, which we'd already started on that with the bidder department for Scottsdale. Next was consignment. This made it go much quicker. We are working as remotely as we can, but you know, some departments were already digital. Almost everything in graphics is all digital. Somebody's still got to open the mail of, uh, you know, stuff that comes in. Titles still have to be worked on manually, but a lot of us, and then the shop kept working. So we also have a full shop at Barrett Jackson here building uh, cars. We have t- a full service center. That's still working. And you can't work on cars remotely. No. No. I can have my meetings with all my managers and we can go through all the projects all on Teams and see all the pictures and get all the updates. We actually go through the docket of how of the prices and the cars and we go through all that virtually where we all used to sit in a conference room. So we've we've adapted, but there's certain just certain parts of it that you still need to you know, unfortunately, titles aren't 100% digital yet and bills of sale and stuff like that, but we're all getting there. I think the states are realizing they're going to have to adapt, too. Well, yeah. Just the other day, a friend of mine, his daughter, needed, has been needing to go get title changed in her car, but can't do it. They're closed. Can't go in and do it. And she's like, well, <laughs> what do I do? And usually the government's the last to become upgraded, right? All the rest of us private sector businesses, we figure all this stuff out. Um, I think that's the way everything is going to end up going in the future, and they may find that they don't need as many people. And wouldn't we all be very happy with not having to stand in line at the DMV ever again? Uh, that would be very, yep. very, very nice. They're working on it. Yeah, I think so. They, they rolled out a new system here in Arizona, and the last computer system was 40 years old, and oh, gosh. they keep sending apology uh, emails because the dealers are the ones getting hit the hardest that, yeah. you know, what they said was going to work isn't. Mm-hmm. But they're working through it. And at least the volumes aren't as high right now. So many of the dealerships were closed down. Now that they're spooling back up, they're figuring out the bugs in the systems. Yeah. I always ask my guests for a big challenge or a big failure they faced along the way. But we talked about, I think, enough of those with the challenges this year. Would you say that this year and the COVID situation is probably the biggest challenge you've ever faced in your company? Yeah, but emotionally, having my brother pass away, he got sick at Pebble Beach. Yeah. And we took him to the local community hospital. They said, you got to take him to Stanford. Make a long story short, they opened him up at Stanford. They said he'd have a year. He lasted six weeks. Oh, my gosh. So between that and just, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to have him much longer. I never thought... I always figured I'd be number two to my brother. I didn't think he would uh, pass that. But the good news is that my dad and my brother both made me do all the horrible jobs in the company and start from the ground floor (laughs) up. So you know how to do them. I know how to do every job in this business and started our whole computerizing the company. And that's, you know, I took that in college, computer programming. Mm -hmm. So I understand that. And a lot of it, led me. And when he was dying, one of his last things, I go, what do I do? And he goes, you've always know what to do. Just do it. Yes. And he just winked at me because yeah. he knew, you know, he always gave me just, he's my older brother. He yeah. just gave me what for, yeah. but he knew that a lot of times I was right on how we needed to adapt and pivot and, mm-hmm. and change. And, you know, I made a lot of decisions that didn't make a lot of people happy because, you know, I, 
took us from primarily all reserves to no reserve, put us on TV, and scrutinized the cars a lot harder. And uh, I had a vision of where I wanted to take it to. And, you know, it just seemed rather a lonely time doing it. And I appreciate the people that came in and helped me when my brother passed, because it's an emotional thing as well as you don't have anybody to ask but yourself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And you got to believe in yourself. And nowadays I feel it's a different because I'm waiting on the government to tell me what I, what I can do oh, yeah. and the rules keep changing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I know what I want to do. You guys got to tell me that. I think, that I I think we, <laughs> we submitted our plan to Vegas yeah. and they said, you have by far given us the best plan of any entity that we've received to date. Mm. So methodically thought out. Wow. I go, yeah, can we do it? Well, we got to run it through the committee. Oh, oh you're kidding. Oh, <laughs> no kidding. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, my again, my condolences. I remember when you lost your brother. And, yeah, the big brother, a parent, you've been through it all. And uh, that is a lonely, lonely challenge. So my sincere condolences for that. But well, thank your you. your brother was right. He, you, you were taught well by the best. And sometimes we just need that confidence. I went through that when I lost my dad three years ago. And, you know, I remember when the last thing he said to that. me. Well, I appreciate Appreciate that. One of the last things he said to me was, you're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. And I always remember that whenever I'm going through something is those words of confidence uh, and wisdom uh, that come with uh, our elders in our in our family. Let's take a short break. We'll take a breath here. And when we come back, I want to talk about your personal passion for cars. Get into a little bit more that maybe some people don't know about Craig Jackson because of your bigger than life persona on TV. So sit tight, everybody. Keep your seatbelts on and that bitter paddle in your hand. We'll be right back. I found a new way to protect my vehicle. American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collectibles of automobilia and automotive collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool automotive collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting us automotive enthusiasts since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love. I did. American Collectors Insurance, classic car and collectible insurance designed by collectors for collectors, just like you and me. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read, whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Cars Yeah. You'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. 
That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH. And you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right. $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yeah for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. Let's take a pit stop from the conversation and talk about my charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. One of those nonprofits is very near and dear to my heart because it's right down the road from the Cars Yeah headquarters. It's the LeMay America's Car Museum in Tacoma, Washington. One of the world's truly great automobile collections and one of those must-see bucket list destinations for car people like you and me. If you haven't seen it, I hope you make a trip soon. And if you have seen it, it's probably time to visit again. To learn more about this fantastic museum, go to www.americascarmuseum.org. And while you're there, you can donate to help them keep their engines running. That's www.americascarmuseum.org. All right, Craig, we are back. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated this personal passion that you have for cars. You mentioned earlier working with your dad in a shop, working on cars your whole life. But what was that moment in your personal life when you knew, I am a car guy? God, that's, you know, I restored a Bantam when I was a kid that we showed at the first car show, the Fiesta de los Autos Elegance. So I must have been eight or nine when we did that car, somewhere in that era. And uh, I think I liked the part that I could take something and, you know, through a team effort, turn it into something. I think the next turning point was my grandmother, uh, she got a new car and she gave me her old one. And I spent between my sophomore and junior year fixing that car up. And, uh, you know, that was my first car that day I turned 16, I already had it ready to go. And, uh, you know, I think it was that I'd worked on cars, but they always were cars that, you know, my dad or Tom Barrett or somebody owned, and then they left. Now I got to work on my own car. And, you know, then I think the pinnacle for me was restoring this 1948 Dallahay Fagoni Falashi, you know, bodied car that, you know, I took to 100 points at the Grand Classic in 1997. And, you know, it was... Can I take something that literally was all tore apart and pretty beat up and turn it into a hundred points? So, you know, that self gratification of, I, you know, I just did this Shelby, this uh, little red, and mm-hmm. we unveiled it at Scottsdale. And, you know, when I first bought it, showed everybody the pictures, they're like, I walked up on it, saw it done. That's the way I see something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you know, have the vision. And the vision of what it's going to be. Don't mind. You know, it's been sitting outside for 20 years. I see it done. That's the journey. And making your dreams come true, whether it's building a business or building a car, is having that vision and getting there. And I think I learned that early on. 
Well, it sounds like it. Well, let's talk about the first, and I'm going to take you back in time. You mentioned a few cars here, the Delahaye. You mentioned the Bantam. Uh, what was the first vehicle in your life that had really great meaning for you? Now, it doesn't mean the most expensive, perhaps, and maybe not even just the first car, but the first car that came into your life, whether you restored it or you saved up and bought it, that had great meaning for you. And maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Well, I remember when I sold the Delahaye, it brought nine hundred thousand dollars. I was back in nineteen eighty nine, oh. and that was a lot of money back then. Oh, and yeah. you know, I had to cut a deal with my parents that uh, I did all the work on it, and then you know they paid the money to get it restored, all the parts and that. And I threw in the labor, and then we split it. So it was a good payday for me. Yep. One that took a few years to get there. I decided I'm going to go buy the cars that of my generation that I dreamed of. So then I went out and bought a ZL1 Camaro from the original owner, and I bought a Hemi Cuda convertible, and I started buying up these muscle cars. I remember my dad Barrett telling me I was out of my mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll spare you the colorful language. But I go, how is this any different than you guys buying an SJ Duesenberg? These are the Duesenbergs of my generation. Because yeah. I was 14 years younger than my brother, but he grew up racing and uh, having all these guys that had money that at their race shop, you know, bringing in these cars when they were brand new. Right. And I remember them. And my brother's idea of babysitting was taking me to Beeline Dragway or Riverside Raceway or Stardust or, you know, one of these tracks because he raced, you know, SCCA, but he also drag raced. And I loved these cars. And then when I could start to go and buy them and I still have all these cars mm. and, you know, it's because I love them. Exactly. Well, here's something I'll bet nobody's ever asked you, Craig, and you've been in a lot of shows. So if someone else has ever asked you this, I'll be surprised. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive your personal attributes as a vehicle, what would Craig Jackson be and why? That's a strange question. <laughs> yeah. See, I actually, I actually think, got uh, one no one's ever asked you. I feel pretty good. You know, I think it's probably one of my favorite cars, and that's a 427 Cobra. Okay. And I think that it comes from, it's more than you need. It is something that's American-made, although it's a European chassis they started with. It uh, It's just a scrappy car that you drive with your right foot and... Uh, it's just a little unruly, and I think I'm a little unruly. I'm probably not as polished sometimes as people would like me to be. And I say, well, I was raised in a body shop, so yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> get what you get. Yeah. Uh, I I always say what I mean, and uh, I think uh, that's why I like these cars that are just a little edgy. Yeah. You know, I don't see myself as a Fagoni, Falashi, Dallahay that's going to the Concours. I see myself as a, you know, self-made guy that still works out in the shop and uh, loves what he does and likes everything to be very powerful and fast. Nicely said. Well thought through. All right, Craig, we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to have you fire off a series of questions, or I'm going to fire off a series of questions. I'm going to have you give me a series of quick blip 427 Cobra uh, throttle blips for answers. So kind of a lightning round, if you will. What's one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes in business? I think like restoring cars. And I think it drives some people that don't have an attention for detail. And as I say, I always see a car done and I know the steps that it takes to get there. And there's no shortcuts. Mm -hmm. 
to do something right, you got to follow the process and do every step the way it's supposed to be done. Absolutely. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? You know, that's a good question. I would say nowadays, Elon Musk, just because of how diverse he is. You know, I've had dinner with, you know, Phil Hill was one of my, was my brother's best man. He used to stay at our house. I've had many dinners. Oh Oh, yeah. I I grew up with Phil because my brother went to Europe with him when they did the movie Grand Prix. And then my brother went with Jim Hall when they raced the Chaparrales. Nice. So I grew up around a lot of great car guys. That's how I got to know Carol and spent so much time with Carol. I kicked myself for not asking Carol a lot of questions or interviewing him, but it just seemed like Carol was going to be around forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, there's there's so many people in your life that you you learn stuff from. You know, Lee Iacocca was one when he came to the auction meeting him. He was just an icon and spending time with, with him. He's larger than life getting to know Bill Lutz was, Bob Lutz was just, these are really icons and, uh, you know, meeting them in person and just asking them questions. But Lutz covers so many different topics, but I think Tesla is changing the world. It's got the rest of them scrambling. Uh, yeah, he is a character. I think he's an alien. I, I just, I don't know how that guy does what he does in a day. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. I'd love to sit down and talk with him myself. You know, when they say have lunch with Warren Buffett, I'd love to have lunch with him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when it comes to automotive advice, and I'm going to twist this one up a little bit for you. When it comes to going to an auction, whether live or remote, what's one piece of advice you would offer a buyer? Do your research ahead of time. Mm. Ask knowledgeable people. That's why we offer knowledgeable people. And, you know, I say knowledgeable people. They're then people that have, you know, asked somebody out in the staging lanes. And then I won't say who they are, but then <laughs> they find out that they bought the car. Yeah. And they go, well, you didn't ask me if I wanted to buy it. You just asked me what I thought of the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trick. <laughs> Yeah. Sucker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put a big Um, S on that forehead. We try to get as many and be as open as we can. And I think that just doing your homework ahead of time, and a lot of that is just asking us. And part of our online auctions is, you know, you can ask us questions ahead of time. We'll ask the owner. I did the live streaming on the last online auction, answering the questions, getting our experts on on Zoom calls to answer them. And it's trying to emulate everything we do in the live auctions, uh, it doesn't matter whether it's virtual or live. It's really trying to ascertain what the vehicle actually is. You know, we tell people this all the time. We don't consign all just number one cars because people want different levels of cars. Some people want just a nice driver. People want a resto mod. Some people want one that's all original. So we offer all different types of cars and different mixes. Finding the car that suits your needs. You know, I get this question all the time. What kind of car should I buy? I don't know. What kind of wife should you marry? I don't know what you like. (laughs) What do you want? Yeah. (laughs) What do you want? What do you want to use it for? Oh, gosh. (laughs) That should be the first few questions. Then we'll ask, you know, and do you like American, European? Would we could go play this question and answer for a while, but you got to see what, when you walk around Barrett Jackson and you're a live event, what hits you in the heart? Yeah. Don't just try to buy a car because somebody says it's going to go up in value. Right. 
Yeah, the worst, worst way to buy a car ever, for sure. I have some friends that call me the car doctor. They'll, they'll send me a text saying, is the doctor in? Which is code for, I'm about to buy a car, talk me out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And usually right after I get that text, their wife calls me and says, would you please tell Bill not to buy another car? <laughs> I have to walk a very delicate line there, that's for sure. Now, how about a resource for you, Craig? A kind of a go-to that you go to regularly. Now, this could be an online place. It could be a website. It could be a, an app you use every day. It could be a person you access. Some kind of great resource you might want to share with our listeners. Oh, I have quite a few of those. I mean, I think I stay in pretty good touch with people in the industry, even some of my competitors, we talk occasionally as mm-hmm. to just where the world's going, which, you know, I think is a healthy thing. Yeah. And uh, again, I won't follow the advice. Well, maybe you told me some bad advice, but I think we're all <laughs> right now trying to figure out where the world's going. And, uh, you know, I think the guys that want to do it right are trying to figure out how do we do it right. And, you know, people that were my brother's friends, asking them and getting that different generation's viewpoint from things. And people in the contemporary car market, I talked to them, too, uh, to how the how the world and the sales and how everything is going and uh, you know, try to get a broad view of what's going on. I read more periodicals nowadays than I've ever read. Well, it's a great segue into my next question, and that is, is there a great book perhaps you've read this year that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? Well, actually, it goes to the banking as we're changing all our online banking over, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of upheaval in business right now. And that's, that's one that we're reading right now is upheaval. So, you know, there's a lot of things that are changing in society, but, you know, there's a lot that is also pretty constant. And I think if you just tether yourself and uh, just stay on the the straight course, you know, we're going to have to jig and jag and do some different things, but keeping the core parts of the company and that will, I think, when this is finally behind us, will be the best thing. I think you're right. I'll remind our listeners you can find everything Craig has shared with us today on his very own show notes page here on Cars Yeah. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Craig Jackson. And again, when you do that, you'll find this show and you'll find the talk that I had with Craig with Keith Martin on Buy, Sell, Hold as well that you can enjoy in case you haven't heard that one yet. All right, Craig, this last question I call a bit of a doozy. I tell each of my guests that I'm going to buy them one very cool collector car, but there's a couple rules to my game since I'm riding the check or raising the paddle. One is uh, you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with, so that little genie in the bottle trick is not allowed. I want you to have a car that you can enjoy and can drive, but here's the hard one for you because you have quite an amazing collection of cars. It's the only one collector car that you can have so it kind of has to do everything for you it could be a car you already own which is fine that means I don't have to write a big check today or it could be something that you still kind of lust after in the future what will it be for Craig Jackson uh, you know that's a tough question I know um, especially for a guy probably like the you. car I, I think I most mirrors me I think uh that 427 Cobra is one of my favorite cars. I get asked that question all the time. What's your favorite car? In a modern car, it's probably the Bugatti Veyron. I've mm-hmm. driven that car 17,000 miles. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, Seriously? Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, five sets of tires on it. Uh, <laughs> it gets driven. Nice. And uh, in the older cars, I love my Hemi Cuda convertible, but right in the middle of my showroom, 
uh, my family office is my red 427 Cobra, which I've painted a couple of times. I've probably driven that thing 14,000 miles wow. doing road rallies and gone through it a couple of times and repainted it because it gets road chipped. But it, it fits me like a glove. Mm. We know each other very well. I know what it'll do well, and I know what it doesn't do so well. Yeah. And uh, that's just, I just love that car. I love starting it. I love hearing it idle, that lope of a 427. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just checks all the boxes for me. Well, I'm so happy that you knew pretty darn quickly which car it would be, especially for a guy like you that has so many great cars and been around pretty much every cool car on the planet there at Barrett-Jackson. Craig, you've taken me on a fun ride today. This has been great. And I want to thank you so much for your time and for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Before I let you drive off into the desert sunset in that 427, what's one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer our listeners from the many years on this planet that you spent playing with cars? I think it goes back to some of those earlier questions. You know, if you're going to get into car collecting or if you love them, follow your passion. And my passion has changed. Early on, when we when you saw like Broncos starting to become popular, I was like, yeah, I don't really see those as collector cars. What I buy at the auction this year? Simon Cowell's Bronco. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, my taste is evolving. <laughs> and keep an open mind and let your taste evolve. I didn't, you know, we are early adopters of resto mods, and now I'm going to take my first car and resto mod it. Now I still have it. There you so, go. you know, just keep. Keep the passion alive and don't buy or don't do stuff just because it's always about money. Do stuff because you have a passion for it and you love it. And, you know, buy the cars and play with the cars. I do not hoard cars. All my cars get driven and they're on a constant rotating and driving them. A little tougher now. It's 110 in Arizona. Now I'm driving more contemporary cars. And uh, we're making some great cars nowadays. You know, I got my C8 recently. Oh, nice. You know, the the uh, the GT500s. I mean, some of the cars coming out nowadays are phenomenal. And they're collector cars of the future. So go out and Buy some of these, drive them, and enjoy them. This era is not going to last forever. We're going to be buying super high-performance electric cars in the future, and that Lotus (laughs) at Palm at Pebble Beach was just the start of it. I think you're right. And of course, the autonomous cars coming that maybe most of us won't really care much about. They just take us somewhere when we don't want to drive our fun cars. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big believer in that as much. But I do think electric and hybrids are going to be a part of cars that we're selling in the future, whether it's hot rods or resto mods, they're going to have electric in them. And we're starting to play with that here in our shop. So I just try to keep an open mind on stuff. And anybody that's in this should, you know, I go to all the different car shows at Pebble Beach and, you know, they, they should always be not just Pebble Beach itself, but all the different makes and models and genres and types and whatever does it for you, follow your passion. Absolutely. Words of wisdom. The best way to find out about you guys is obviously your website, barrett-jackson.com. Is that right? That is it. Or you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. But uh, yeah, that's the easiest way. Go to the website. You can go to all the social, uh, go to our YouTube channel. So it's all right there on our website. Absolutely. And I tell you, listeners, you got to go and enjoy all this because there's a whole lot of fun under the Barrett Jackson banner. Craig, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners. This has been great. Until you and I talk again, stay safe, stay healthy. I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. 
If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars Yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt and it's probably the only book on finance with a v max on the front cover and a classic mini cooper on the back the book's available at amazon for just ten dollars and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future i gave copies to each of my children all securities are through money concepts capital corp christopher kimball financial services is not affiliated with money concepts capital corp get your copy the saga of ike and penny today Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.